Sometimes I'll get deja poop three days in a row. <coughs> it's triple threat. So the first one always comes out like. Uh, Wait a like second. S-shaped. That was the same exact one as yesterday. Yeah. And then my uh, second time around, my aftershock kind of looks like the ill Triceratops from Jurassic Park. <laughs> on top of that, and then the third wave. Which, ironically, which little, the way that they discovered it was sick by examining its poop. It's poop. But don't examine my poop. I would not dream of it, Chad. Good morning and aloha, Biscuiteers. Welcome to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We are broadcasting live from the Biscuit Bunker. Peak quarantine, everybody. Hope we're doing safe. (laughs) Hope you're having a great time. Welcome to Biscuits and Gravy. Welcome to Home Cooked Conversation. Welcome, my co-host, my cohort, my co-something, Vincent Fody. Vincent Fody, how are you doing today? Hello, Mr. Thompson. I'm doing uh, pretty good, actually. That's right. I am Chuck Thompson. He is Vincent Fody. Coming up on the show, we got Chuck Stuff, the knowledge, Buffalo. Buffalo sound. We got tons of porn news because the lamestream media doesn't cover real important issues. Like porn. We have biscuit and, and, and or gravy, gravy news. <laughs> There's a lot of biscuits and or gravy news out there this week. There is, man. And sit down. We got radio smothered and covered. I just want to remind our listeners to thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of gravy. We are being simulcast live at the historic Biscuits and Gravy (laughs) Amphitheater. And thank you so much for new station manager for taking care of us. I just want to remind our listeners that the Biscuits and Gravy is underwritten by Chris Helmsworth Discount Tailoring. What are your Helmsworth? And also by Maggie Gyllenhaal's bras. Don't be a saggy Gyllenhaal. Don't be a saggy Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal's bras for best supporting actress. When you're riding the gravy train. Oh, lordy. Mm. How's that espresso treating you? It's good. I, I it's, wish it was as good as this cup of gravy I'm nursing with it, too. <laughs> so this is the, the all-new Sunrise Edition of Biscuits sunrise and Gravy. Sunrise Edition of Biscuits and Gravy. I got my coffee at with, 11 my, <laughs> with my Snickers creamer in there. Y'all got Snickers creamer, bro? What do you know about Snickers creamer? I know it sounds delicious. Because, you know, last time uh, I was talking about the Cinnamon Toast Crunch coffee creamer. And now you got you moved on to Snickers creamer. Mm-hmm. At what point are you just going to start dusting candy bars in espresso and just calling it a day? Just melting down a Snickers <laughs> bar into an espresso? No, just powdering it with espresso. Ooh. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like, a, like a steak. Just take a Hershey bar and yeah. just just dump some espresso on it. Instead of snor- it. s'mores, you just roll it in instant espresso. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a question for you, Chuck. What? Are you feeling good on a Wednesday? Oh, my Lord, the espresso is kicking in. My eyes are opening up. I'm seeing the lizard people for what they really are. I'm seeing the lizards for the first time. And I'm feeling great on a Wednesday, bro. I got to say, I am feeling not even like a way. I'm feeling in the future. That's how good I feel. But I'm feeling darn tootin' rootin' good on a Wednesday. Let me ask you this. How was your Labor Day? My Labor Day uh, was really lame because, as you know, I work at Chris. It was Chris- a Labor Day? A Labor Day. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get my Lamborghini and go to work. I Aren't work- you not supposed to work on Labor Day? Yeah, and here's the the BS part of it, ladies and gents. 
I have worked on every Labor Day since I was like 14. Lay it on me, String Bean. Ah, it's the worst. Mm. But I mean, Labor Day I is... I would not be a good String Bean. I do not climb fences well. Well, think about it. Labor Day is all about kicking back and relaxing. And w- if you want to kick back and relax and lay in bed and watch TV, you need a bed. Mm-hmm. So you're really doing a service for the people by providing them with beds. And I usually don't cross from room, but you can visit me down at Chris Tucker's Mattresses. <laughs> Get tucked in when you're tuckered out. You doctors have been telling us to drink eight glasses of gravy a day. <laughs> My favorite summertime job was being a lifeguard for, at a lake that had a blockbuster on it. And we would always go to the blockbuster and then return every DVD after three hours. And were you li- listening to Limp Bizkit? <laughs> of course. That's the same time frame, right? Yeah, right about there. But I had to work every Labor Day lifeguarding for high school and college, too. And at least for that, you're outside. You are enjoying it. Your other people are cooking. You can kind of schmooze for free food. Yeah, that's the thing about being like a lifeguard or like a waiter or something like that. You're usually working on the days where everybody else has off. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants to take off. And they want to go to the pool. They want to go to a restaurant. They want to. They want to go to the store and buy some choice meats and then barbecue. Yeah. Did you do any cooking or anything like that? I had my neighbors do cooking for me, actually, uh. which is even better. So Labor Day and the new moon. It's none of the labor lined up with my girlfriend's birthday, Governor Chris Christie. Of course. And so my neighbors... And got the, like a, the release of season two of The Boys on Amazon I Prime. I know! Also. More about that later on Spoiler Alert. So you know what my neighbors made for me? What or did they I like? guess for my girlfriend's birthday? What beef make? Wellington! Oh, the old Beef Swellington. More about that on Gluttony Club later. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, it right now. Uh, ooh, yeah! I want to talk about some of the delicious. I made a, some mm. delicious burgers for Labor Day. Dude, I've been loving. Dude, I've been in the biggest burger craze of my life, bro. Uh, I just love making burgers. I, and we did like caramelized onions. I like when you make the burger, and then while you're cooking it in the pan, you put the caramelized onions on top, and then you put the cheese on top, of so course. the cheese melts all over the caramelized onions, and it keeps them in place. Mm. The cheese acts like a little blanket <laughs> that nestles in the caramelized onions to your burger. I got you one step more. When I make tater tots, mm. I do tater tots. I do caramelized onions. I do a roux, and I do a, a mild cheddar cheese sauce. You roux the day? I roux the day, baby. Roux, by the way, everybody, really easy. Three tablespoons of flour, three and a half tablespoons of Kerrygold butter, and about of a cup of heavy cream. And then all the cheese you want in the world, and it makes this huge sauce. Mm. And then on top of that, Vincent Fodi, I top it off one more. I make a homemade. How close relish. are you to just eating ter- uh, Kerry Gold with like a fork out of the tub? Mm. Christy thinks it's mice teeth marks. On it. <laughs> <laughs> How do the mice get in the fridge again? <laughs> Last week when I came home for biscuits and gravy, she got so mad at me. It's just you taking tiny bites out of the butter. (laughs) Grease on the laptop. You're gone two hours. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm sure your your fingers are all greasy now from eating that focaccia bread. Oh, Lordy, dude, baby, don't go home and touch the governor's laptop. Who doesn't want greasy fingers? Am I right, everybody? I also had some uh, some new chip flavors recently. I had some Nashville hot chicken flavored chips. Which you got to try? I did. Did you enjoy those? They're very spicy. And I also had some Philadelphia cheesesteak flavored chips. Gotta say, like, which I've had the meat flavored potato chips. Like, did you ever have it? It was, it's tasted like cheese and onion. So it was kind of like a mix between sour cream and onion and like a cheddar. Which sour cream and onion, I love. So take a sour cream and onion and a cheddar chip, put them together. Kind of like Pringle stacks. They were pretty good. 
I'm part of a international food of the month club called Yum Boxes, Ooh, that which uh, is also an Aubrey Gold movie. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey so Gold, of course, I the, get the porn star the that porn star got charged with murder, murder. this week. And uh, <laughs> so every month I get a different catered box from different areas of the world. Sometimes it's Scandinavia, a little black licorice. But I got Ugh. one. Yeah, it was not great. Not a fan of black uh, licorice. I got one from the UK, and they had lamb-flavored potato chips. Wow. And pickle-flavored potato chips, and they were oh, really good. Was the lamb-flavored one minty? Yeah, it was I, mint and lamb. I believe I had that at your house. Yeah, it was Those good were pretty good. It was pretty good, man. I'll pass on the black licorice, though. Yeah, it's still sitting there. It just like, it got melted. We're going to get a lot it of looks, emails. Black licorice matters. Black licorice does not matter. <laughs> and <laughs> Don't when it, say that, Jeff. And when it melts, it just looks like Ray J going into a Kardashian. Oh, it's no. the worst. Today's show is brought to us by Kim Kardashian's sunscreen. Nobody knows more about getting pounded by Ray's than Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Kim oh, no, Kardashian. the Kardashian show got canceled. Oh, yeah. thank God. Also, uh, I just heard that um, The Walking Dead got canceled, and I was like, wait a second. Hold on, the that Walking, didn't get canceled the already? The Walking Dead is still on? Whoa. That's crazy. God, that show. But this season two, they're on the farm the whole time. It was so <laughs> lame. They're just backpedaling. Spoiler alert, Chuck. Some people haven't seen season two of Walking Dead. Well, well sucks. It's stupid. What do you got for us? Today's show is presented in part by lovely community-minded celebrity sponsor, Chris Brown's Batteries. Get charged with battery from Chris Brown. Today's show is supported by a large jest from Beyonce's homemade preserves. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for you're this on a jelly. Train with biscuit wheels. You're on a gravy yeah, train with biscuit, biscuit wheels. You cannot give up on the gravy. You want to do some uh, corrections, Chuck? That's right. You cannot give on the gravy, and we do not give up on our listeners. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of gravy. Now, we are Maui's talk radio station, okay? Maui's Now, I know that I tell them to play a lot station. of country music, and number I'm down two. with that. <laughs> and you are got it dialed into the Biscuits and Gravy, which is Maui's number two radio show, right? Didn't KAKU used to be a country radio station? Yeah, man. And it is at night sometimes still, too. Yeah. And then DJ T- Toontokes plays a lot of reggae music. He's a good guy. I like him. He's and a- it's a Christian talk radio station. Well, when we're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Biscuits and Gravy. Now, in the troubling world we live in, Vincent Fodi, okay, radio are being born and radio are being dead okay every time a radio show dies we being the amoeba that we are absorb their budget and now we can afford fact checkers and we've got some corrections that those fact checkers have have brought to us much to my chagrin someone has listened to the radio show and pointed out that some things that i knew in my heart were true at the time may not be historically accurate okay come to me sweats <laughs> All right, so you ready for some corrections? Chuck Thompson, purveyor of truth, is ready. We have some corrections here on the Biscuits and Gravy show. Okay, so Viggo Mortensen was never naked in Lord of the Rings. I knew in my heart he was naked in Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I thought so. But my advisors tell me... He did not hang D in Lord of the Rings. It turns out that was just a dream I had. Did we all? Did I like accept your dream? I think that's the only Viggo Mortensen movie where he doesn't show his dong. I don't know. Does he show it in the Green Book? That would be kind of (laughs) awkward. He's driving. Is it illegal to take this cross state lines? Um. So yeah, no, no naked Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, unfortunately. But he's the king. There's still plenty of other movies where you can see his his dong. 
Uh, and then also, there's uh, apparently there's no movie called New York in the Fall. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little shamed on you for this one, Vincent Fody. Last uh, week's episode, we were talking about Keanu Reeves' love movies. And you said, oh, your least favorite was this movie. And yeah, it, it's a darn re- good I was like, reason I, was like, you know I that didn't movie, hear of it. You know that movie New York in the Fall starring Keanu Reeves and Meg Ryan? You mean October Sky? <laughs> well, there's a reason why you've never heard of it, actually. It's because it doesn't exist. It doesn't now, exist. There is a movie called Autumn in New York starring Richard Gere and Winona Ryder, which came out in the year 2000. They're pretty uh, far in age apart. What, are they supposed <laughs> to be banging in that movie? That's a, uh, a spr- uh, what is it? May December romance. Mm. It's May December in the in the autumn. <laughs> There's also a movie called Sweet November starring Keanu Reeves, which came out in 2001. Okay, maybe that's what you're conflating it with. I, it definitely wasn't A Walk to Remember starring Mandy Moore, which is what you suggested. <laughs> <laughs> I just went on a whole Mandy Moore kick. I was like, ooh, baby, let's watch some Mandy Moore movies. Um, I a declined. Walk to Remember is where she gets cancer and she's just dying the whole movie, yeah? But she's, like, super hot. Uh, I... I think she's t- hot in all the movies. I don't know. Saved with Macaulay Culkin, bro. Mm-hmm-hmm. Oh, I never saw that. Was that oh, yeah? Good? <clears throat> yeah? It's great. It's all like religion is stupid and stuff. You'd love it. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't wish you a happy 9-11. Oh, right. So That's we, coming up this week. We are recording on 9-11. <laughs> it is, it's 9-11. It's 9-11. It's not coming up this week. It is 9-11. We went on a uh, biscuit and gravy-fueled Hillary Clinton lizard people rant on Wednesday. Yeah. And no surprise, we had technical difficulties when we were replaying the show. The lizard people this snuck into my computer. This is the time we went on a Hillary Clinton Truthometer 3000 and uh, talked about her being a shape-shifting demonoid lizard person. And it's the fifth time that it's been taken away from us. So who was responsible for 9-11? Was it Hillary Clinton and the lizard people? Or I think it was McDonald's. Remember the we, whole Remember the whole thing yep. where we settled it, that McDonald's did 9-11? We did, because it's I'm the sure. best way to cover up the McDonald's monopoly scandal. Exactly, because the McDonald's, the whole McDonald's monopoly scandal all came out, and it hit the front page of the newspapers when... In early September of 2001. Yeah. And so McDonald's, uh, always thinking about their bottom line, not wanting anything to happen, they went ahead and they caused 9-11, and then everybody forgot about the McDonald's Monopoly scandal. Of course. All right. You got anything else for... <laughs> uh, listen to last year. We had a whole 9-11 uh, episode last year, and I think we dove into that head first. Uh, also, funny enough, look up uh, U.S. government, Chile. 1970s, we bombed <laughs> uh, the capital of Chile and, you know, stated a bunch of people to run the country for them. We also provided the Taliban with all of the um, with all the weapons. And I, I, I was just watching Rambo and the training that we that we they used to uh, take us down. Yeah. And then we cut their funding out of nowhere when we we're like, Russia's not a threat anymore. Uh-huh. See us. And they're like, what are we going to do? They're like, I don't know. What are you going to do? Also, Fly a plane have you seen building? pictures of Osama bin Laden pre 90s? He looks like he's no. on a cover of Saturday Night Fever. Well, he's got bell bottom jeans and stuff. If you're a fan of Osama bin Laden, you might want to vote for our good friend Donald Trump. Wrong. Oh, that's right. Because uh, just this week, his niece. Uh, endorsed Donald Trump. Yeah, Osama bin Laden's niece. Osama bin Laden's niece endorsed Donald Trump earlier this week. Uh, And she said if they don't vote for Donald Trump, 
we could have another 9-11. Now, I don't know if that was a threat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there is a huge tie to the Republican Party to Osama bin Laden's family. Oh, right. Like, um, when 9-11 happened and all the airplanes got grounded and there was, except for, there was no airplanes that were allowed to take off for, except for one airplane that contained the family members of the bin Laden family. Yeah, who were safely like, oh, you can go now. Your job's over. That's saying. It's just a coincidence that Bush let the bin Laden Just like it's a coincidence that we have a lot of uh, investments in Saudi oil. And then <laughs> it turned out that the Saudis were behind training the terrorists that were behind 9-11. And, and we didn't invade when them. They, when they released the 9-11 commission report, all those pages that were about the Saudis got redacted. Isn't that They knew crazy? in their heart at the time that it was right. Okay? They, <laughs> they felt it in their heart, Vincent Foti. And I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Well, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Osama bin Laden, oddly Ooh. enough, coming up in uh, Morningwood. But before we do that, you hear that sound, Chuck? Yeah! Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, biscuiteers, gravy gals alike. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. This is Biscuits and or Gravy News. Biscuits and or Gravy News. Biscuits and or Gravy News, proudly presented by Britney Spears Haircutting Scissors. For the best in shears, get Britney Spears. Side note, Vincent Vody. Okay. We've been giving everything the biscuit bump lately, okay? Uh-huh. We've been covering Britney Spears hardcore, bro. Hardcore on the show. And now she's back in the news. We've been behind Britney Spears. And then here, miraculously, I started getting free People Magazine mailed to me at my P.O. box. Hmm. Do you know what was on the cover of the last week's People Magazine? Who's that? Britney Spears. What? Is she Okay. That's what I want to know. We are one step ahead of the shoe shine, baby. I don't and think this is just another example because we're about to dive into biscuit and or gravy news. But first, Vince, remind our listeners who biscuit and or gravy news is presented by. It's presented in part by Justin Trudeau's Real Bread because real bread can only come from a Trudeau. And biscuit and or gravy news is proudly underwritten by our good friends down at Clay Aiken's Pottery Palace. Clay Aiken's Pottery Palace. When you're Aiken. For some clay. And also by Benedict Cumberbatch's Wholesale Brown Pigment. Get your next Umberbatch from Cumberbatch. Ooh, the good old Umberbatch Cumberbatch. Good friend of the show, Corky Gardner. Always uh, uh, looking for a, a big batch of Umber Pigment. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about biscuits and or gravy news, Chuck. What if I were to tell you that there's a controversy brewing in our heartlands? Brewing, baby? <laughs> I can feel it percolating, bro. I Just, can feel the controversy percolating. What if there was something acidic that's... Right in the center of you, and you feel that it's it's rising its way up to the top. We need some political tums. We need some political tums, man. We need that <laughs> antacid for the hippies. All right, so this is all taking place. I don't know how much you've heard about this news story, but in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. Home of friend of the show, Warren Buffett. Ooh, Omaha. <laughs> they got those expensive steaks, bro. Oh, yeah. They're eat expensive steaks, bro. They're I so think good. that's where Warren Buffett made his uh, fortune, right? On if you want to buy. Steak trading. Yeah, just like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, Warren hawking, Buffett. Just hawking steaks. Hawking steaks, bro. <laughs> Stephen Hawking steaks. Today's show is brought to us by Stephen Hawking steaks. You'll be on a roll with <laughs> Stephen Hawking steaks. Um, so, yes, in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. Uh, there was a protest around a restaurant. And it was all involving a biscuit and gravy sandwich. Of course, now you're not going to hear the mainstream media, the lamestream media covering this issue, okay? Because you heard it here from the folks, okay? I don't think that biscuit lives matter in this story. 
Okay? <laughs> I don't think the biscuit lives matter you think some of the- in this story. And I'm a little upset because this guy is dragging biscuits and gravy through the mud. He's dragging my last name through the mud. And it's very offensive, okay? Now, what we have here is a, a very complex and deep issue, okay? Now, we know that biscuits and gravy eh, it- are rooted into the blood flow of the American people, okay? Right. Biscuits and gravy is everything you want in life, okay? Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Biscuits and gravy is the best breakfast. Ergo, biscuits (laughs) and gravy is the best way to start your life. I don't think anybody is denying that. No one's denying that. So there was a a cafe called the Eleventh Cafe in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. And they had on their menu, it was a biscuit sandwich with uh, sausage patties, Mm -hmm. and the whole thing was smothered in gravy. Yeah, dog. Sounds delicious. Sounds like a radio show delicious and smothered and covered. Nothing wrong with that, right? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, it turns out the name of the uh, biscuits and gravy sausage sandwich was the uh, Robert E. Lee biscuits and gravy sandwich. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee, who we all know was the general that fought for the Confederacy. The Confederacy. The Confederacy. Uh, And so this kind of upset a few people. So there was a, there was a couple people that would refuse to eat at the Eleventh Cafe because they felt uh, well, it wasn't right to have a sandwich named after a Confederate general, partially because the Confederates were fighting on the pro-slavery side. Well, and also yeah, totally. No, and, I hate when people do that. And stuff. also so partially dumb. because the Confederate Army technically were a bunch of traitors, rebels. Yeah, so. That were fighting against the union and and lost. Let me let me sum this up for you. Southerners, traitorous rebels, okay? Traitorous rebels. And not the cool type of rebels from like Star Wars. We're talking people who think that black people are less than human, right? Right. And okay, cool. among those among those people, it's funny you should say that, Chuck, <laughs> because this, this, the issue with the sandwich was already in the mix there. But then it turns out that the the son of the owner of the restaurant, uh he went on Facebook and he made some uh not such great comments, kind of talking about using uh, rioters as t- for target practice. Oh, lordy. Um, so some people- Rioters, people that are demonstrating their uh, American right to get together and show right, how exactly. they feel. Right, okay. exactly. It's our constitutional right to peacefully protest. Um, but some people don't think that people should be allowed to protest, and some people think that black people should be used for target practice. Now, <laughs> if that's if you're one of those people who feel that way- um, and your family has a family-run business, you might want to keep those opinions to yourself. It's oh, it's it's you're right as an American to feel that way. Yeah, if you want to have dumb, dumb, dumb opinions, go for it, if bro. This is America. If you want to be wrong, dummy you want to be. It's your right Just to be don't wrong. Don't post it on social media, bro. But he posted. Let me go some therapy. Talk it out. He posted some things on social media that were inciting violence against certain types of people. Uh, and they, then on top of it, and then the people generally biscuit gravy. Now they just wanted to honor the love. Biscuits and gravy comes from the south, right. you know. You know that nice sawmill gravy, right? That right. nice little fatty, fatty little little so sausage. So what happened when people found out about about uh, these comments? They traced it back to the guy who they then found out was the son of the owner of the restaurant, mm-hmm. and people son of a biscuit man. People were not happy about it, and they started they started uh, boycotting the restaurant, going to the restaurant, and protesting, and then the restaurant was forced to shut its doors. The Eleventh Cafe. So now there's no biscuits and gravy for anybody. No. They had to ruin it. Even by, worse, by where am I going to get my Jim Crow croissant? <laughs> now, 
Here, this was uh, one of the takes. Oh, by the way, I should mention that uh, the the New York Times interviewed one of their customers, Ooh, one of the customers baby. of the Eleven Worth Cafe. Wow, New York Times really doing some <laughs> in depth reporting on this one. Uh, and uh, do you know what the name of the customer was that they that they interviewed? No, I have no idea. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Thompson. His name was Mr. Thompson. Oh, baby. And he said that the name of the biscuits and gravy sandwich didn't bother him. Hmm. It does bother me. No, I get it. They're just trying. He was white, by the way. I, I don't know if I mentioned that Mr. Thompson was white, well, but he was white. It's not, you know. And he, but he said that, that uh, it being named the, the Robert E. Lee sandwich it didn't bother him, Chuck. How long has the sandwich been on the menu, I guess? I mean, I get, I get what they're going for. It. They're just trying to say... This is a southern sandwich, okay? In fact, right, we that eat was, eggs that was Benedicts. We eat eggs Benedicts and Benedict. Are they named after Benedict Arnold? I think, right? I thought they were named and after Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> They're not named after Benedict Cumberbatch, you jerk. Today's show is brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's eggs. Make your eggs Benedicts. Biscuits and Gravy is proudly presented by Alex Skarsgård, anti-scar cream. Guard against scars with Skarsgård, Skarsgård. Now, you do bring up a good point, Chuck, is that sometimes um, naming a food something can just evoke a time and a place, right? Like, you know, Biscuits and Gravy with with sausage patties is a very southern, very southern home-cooked comfort food, you know? That's right, just like this radio show. And maybe the owners... <laughs> <laughs> we're smothered and covered, baby. We're smothered and covered. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe the owners wanted to just uh, evoke that sense of that home-style Southern comfort food by naming it something that's equated with the good old with the good old South. Yes, with the Rebel I South. Get it. So maybe you know, maybe just calling it the maybe they weren't defending Robert E. Lee. Maybe they were just using his his name to conjure up a simpler time. When when humans were owned by other humans, yeah. and, uh, and and we had to and kill gra- our feather fellow Americans, <laughs> and the for gravy it. was made by hand. Yeah, oh lordy. Um, like imagine, like you said, uh, what was your, your Jim Crow croissants? Jim Crow croissant. <laughs> You'll be eating crow with Jim Crow's croissants. Uh, or imagine- All I'm saying is, it's it's probably as tasty as biscuits and gravy is to call biscuits and gravy a general who, I don't know. Killed a bunch of people. There's nothing general the, about biscuits and gravy. In the name it's of very specific. black people being less than human. <laughs> uh, like, uh, you know, a little distasteful, mm, I guess. Just a smidge. Not sitting so well in the old belly there. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, think about this. Maybe imagine that you saw a recipe for something called Paula Dean slave gravy. I Now, I wouldn't defend that, but you know that. That that's good. Mm. You know, Paula Deen slave gravy is probably it's very, so heavy. It's yeah. so buttery and rich, like a white sawmill gravy. I like people to kind of defend her, like, oh, that was like twenty sausage. years ago when she said that <laughs> off-color remark. I'm like, oh, it was still like the year two thousand. Where you shouldn't be saying <laughs> it was, that. It was the year two thousand. Uh, also, would have been inappropriate if it was nineteen sixty-three. Just never do it. Mm. Just be nice to everyone all the time. So. No more Eleventh Cafe. They had to cl- they had to shutter their doors. Oh, man. And now, hello, Mr. Thompson. Now Mr. Thompson has. We no have <laughs> ice cream named after Napoleon, right? Right. And he killed a bunch of people. Um. Is it Napoleon I ice cream? I don't think that one. I think that's a stretch. I think Eggs Benedict though was named after Benedict Arnold though. Mm, all right. Well. <laughs> well, coming well, up on corrections. <laughs> first of all, it's Neapolitan ice cream. All right. Well, but definitely not. Is named Nea- after. But is Neapolitan? Based on Napoleon? I don't know. Maybe it's Neo and then 
Cosmopolitan. Neo Cosmopolitan ice cream. Yep. It's that's dodge this flavor. <laughs> I think that's pink berry is Ooh, Cosmopolitan baby. ice cream. Mm. All right. Anything else for biscuits and or gravy news? That would be it for biscuit and or gravy news. All right. Well, then uh, we should probably get into one of my favorite segments. All aboard the gravy train, everybody. The next stop on gravy train today is. <laughs> I like your uh, your little recorder there. I like that it's in the back. This is not a toy. Congratulations, <laughs> adults. You bought a fine quality musical instrument. In lieu of an actual um, train whistle, we've got a, a little recorder. It's a flutophone, bro. It's a flutophone, baby. If you know how to play the flutophone, give us a call, 808-873-3435. We are not in the studio, but you can talk to Tony Two Tokes. He'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. This is Morningwood with Vince Fodi, where we talk about all things porn-related. That's true. Gather around the people, whether you're in your car, at home, or crocheting in your bathtub. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU. And here's a shout-out to our, our <laughs> sponsors this morning for making Biscuits and Gravy a nationally syndicated show. <laughs> Johnny Deb's Glasses, the best perception. It's depth perception. And also, shout out to Harvey Firestein's Grill Lighters. When you think flaming, think Firestein. And today's show could not be brought to you without our loving sponsors like James Brown's Scrotal Transplant Center. <laughs> Papa's got a brand new bag. James Brown's Scrotal Transplant Center. It's a man's world. It's a man's world. All right. So now, as, as promised, we're going to talk more about Osama bin Laden. But first, we have a uh, Morningwood recap from last <laughs> week, baby. I think Osama bin Laden's niece um, needs a little needs a little talking to. I think Osama bin Laden needs to read Gary Sinise's Guide to Being an Uncle. <laughs> 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 For nephews and nieces, you need Sinise's. That's right. You can't have your niece. I mean, imagine that. Imagine like the Osama bin Laden family being like, I can't believe you would support such scum as Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This week, uh, we there was a, a conspiracy He's theory a just monster. just in time for 9/11. Yeah, uh, we found out. So remember when Osama bin Laden got got captured and they killed him? And he yeah, had, dude. He had all those hard drives that were filled with porn. Yep, Squeal Team Six, <laughs> Squirt Team Six, <laughs> uh, or Seal Team Sex. Oh. oh. So it turns out that uh, there's a new theory that Osama bin Laden was using those hard drives and taking uh, taking that porn and encrypting secret messages and orders into that porn, hmm. because we knew we knew that he was having issues with encryption and, and sending emails to people. Yes. Uh, because it wasn't being sent over safe servers. So some people are are theorizing. That he was encrypting hidden messages inside this porn, and that's why he had all the porn, because he was hiding secret messages in that porn. That sounds like an excuse you would tell your mom when you're 16. <laughs> no, like, I'm not, I wasn't watching I'm porn. I'm not watching porn, I mom. Just, I was encrypting I, messages for I the Taliban. I throw, overthrow the government. God. I heard uh, there was a, uh, he had one porn on his hard drive where it took place in a lady's locker room, Ooh. and they weren't allowed to wear any towels. It was a Taliban. Oh, nice! Porn. <laughs> That's a great one. I like. I like that one. I'm gonna play that in slow motion. <laughs> uh, I like it like that. Um, but yeah. So I. I don't know. It just makes other me... people are postulating that they didn't even have to encrypt it. Maybe 
they were hiding clues in the porn. Now we're talking about we're not talking about like one or two gigs like, of if, porn. If I send we're ta- you this is a lot of porn, he, he did. Had. He did have a lot of porn. But now I mean, some people when you're say all, when you're all cooped up with nowhere to go. Sometimes you just gotta watch a lot of porn. Didn't he have like a harem of like sex traffic children? Or am uh, I conflating that with? I'm sure. Our I'm really disappointed that Osama bin Laden would take something as beautiful as porn exactly and, and use it for something so nefarious. And he also hoarded it all to himself. You know what country would have deserved to have that porn? There are kids in Africa who are starving. Starving have, for porn. Have to go to po- bed without porn. Ah. You know, hard it is to sleep or leave the house without porn. So tough. <sighs> now, Chuck, I understand that you have some porn news as well for Morningwood. Of course I do. When you sent me this link, I was elated. Well, we're going to go into that next. This but is first, something that I, I just want to do a, a biscuit bump from last week. Oh. Little little uh, little biscuit bump. You want to do a little biscuit bump a with me? Biscuit key <laughs> bump. Oh yeah. Okay. So last week on the show, we talked about bad porn stars. This no week, such thing. This week, we're going to talk about a good porn star. And in between, we got a recap from last week. Aubrey Gold. Who, oh, she got the biscuit bump for sure. She got the biscuit bump because after all last week's episode, she went from being number 1573 on Pornhub all the way up to the 400s, baby. Oh, yeah. She is rising That's the 1,100 ranks. points, man. She moved up a lot, and all she had to do was murder somebody yeah. and bury them in a shallow grave. Yep, and get caught and do it across <laughs> state lines. But Aubrey Gold, if you haven't seen any of her work, any of anything from her oeuvre, <laughs> I recommend checking it out. It's actually yeah. pretty good. Big Squirters 3. Nice. It was a good one. Oh, yeah. I'm a big yeah. fan. That's good. Nice ensemble cast <laughs> in that one, for sure. Now, I did some digging because I felt so bad last week after having to share these honest stories about Ron Jeremy being a sleazebag, Aubrey Gold murdering somebody, right? Ah, so sad. It was so sad. So sad. So I was doing a little research, and I was re- doing a little story. So, you know on the show, especially when we talk about 9-11 conspiracies, something that's not a conspiracy is that the U.S. government <laughs> – takes half of your money in taxes, right? And half of that money goes to our overinflated military They're industrial taking budget. Half of my money. Yeah. So That's a, a lot. A third of your money goes to taxes and half of that money goes to our overinflated military budget. Right. Okay. When they should be spending it on porn. Yeah, exactly. If, or, if Osama bin Laden or shared that programs. porn there would have been less abuse in that country. Of course. There's a direct correlation. We guys. all know it. We all know. So I was doing some research, and as you know, I like uh, Lockheed Martin, right? The huge, they're like, oh, geez, they're huge. So they used to be called Lockheed, right? Before right. they absorbed Martin, and it turns out they've always been a bunch of scumbags. Well, everybody knows. For those of us that don't know, Lockheed Martin is a company that makes like missiles and bombs and stuff for the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. They uh, somehow were able to get all these military contracts. Yeah. These are like the contracts you hear about where like they spend seventy thousand dollars on a toilet, or in order to like open up this area, they had to spend nine million dollars in a gas station. Really think they spent twelve thousand dollars on a hammer? <laughs> they That's did, from though. Independence Day, yeah. the movie Independence Day. <laughs> so this is just a really great way for the government to take your money and distribute it to illegal groups. Now Obama now, did I'm it. I'm assuming that that companies like that, like Lockheed Martin, they get those contracts because they're the best suited. To, to make those missiles and bombs and technology mm, for the no, best price, right? No, it normally has to do with like lobbying and like what government you want to overthrow and 
who's taking bribes. Oh, so, in so the it's 70s, more about just bribing people? In the 70s, mm, Lockheed was coming. trying to get this uh, contract for Japan. Okay. And they were bribing off the Yakuza, the Japanese mafia. If you want to get anything done in Japan, that's you got to go through the Yakuza. Got to go through, because the rest of Japan is too much honor. Too much honor. Too much honor. <laughs> and there was a porn star, a big heavy hitter, that was very upset that the prime minister of Japan in the 70s was taking all of this money and kickbacks. Wait, are you talking about Mitsuyatsu Maeno? Of course I'm talking about Mitsuyatsu Maeno. Oh, my old pal. Old pal. Great <laughs> stuff, by the way. Great work. He was in a lot of um, a lot of uh, Roman porn films. Tons of Roman. Who would have thought the Japanese played such good Romans? I don't know. They did a lot of good role play. Do you know who got the clothes for that, that set? Our good friend, uh, Loincloth by Lionel. Of course. <laughs> anytime you have a porn fantasy featuring romance, check out our good friend, Loincloth by Lionel. Is it these you're looking for? So Lockheed, just like all these other big, big companies. Lockheed. They're really just wasting your money and giving it to illegal crime syndicates, right? Of course. Whether it happens here or Mexico or Japan, that's pretty much where your money is going, right? Right. They want us to fight over who gets 18 cents and who gets 19 cents for welfare. They want us to get mad at Americans for having, like, I don't know, uh, some normal quality of life. But really, all your money's going overseas. And porn stars being... The beacon of light for democracy around the world. Porn stars channel the inner light, the beauty of the universe, and they want to right the wrong. And this porn star heard about the Lockheed scandal. Look this up, everybody. He, True story, Morning Glory. He was so mad that... Uh, that about the, Japanese corruption. The prime minister had disgraced the country by being so corrupt. So corrupt. So he decided to what? What do you what, what would a, a porn star do in that situation? Well, I thought he was gonna make like Johnny Sins would do. He would do like a revenge porn about it, you know. But the revenge porn wasn't invented yet. Where like he would he would play the um the the prime minister. Of yeah, and he would just get dogged like nine ways, <laughs> you know. But no, he didn't do that. Instead, he thought to himself, "I must be." The change in this, okay? I must be the mechanism like of action. Like Gandhi said, you have to be the change you want to see in the world. So he thought to himself, I will become the divine wind. So not only are mm. porn stars beacon of lights for democracy and freedom and full human expression. I don't okay? like where this divine wind thing but is But porn stars can also channel themselves into being the divine wind. So he got an airplane, baby. He joined the Mile High Club Solo Aviators Division. <laughs> I've been there. And he flew his plane into the prime minister's house. So that's what kamikaze means, bro. Kamikaze Divine means divine wind? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. And he kamikazed his plane into the house of the prime minister? Yep. And uh, there's there's really great pictures of the impact site, Vincent Foti. Oh, really? Yeah, except it's all blurred out. It's all <laughs> the point of penetration, Ugh. the Japanese always blur that out. But uh, here's the bad part. He didn't kill the scum politician. Uh, he, I know. I believe he did, he did kill, like, one of his housekeepers or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and destroyed the house, but he failed to he kill. He just tore that apart, bro. So this is just another example of a well-meaning porn star failing to take down a corrupt right-wing politician. Now, that did start a domino effect, which started a huge investigation, and the Lockheed scandal is still a huge, one of the biggest blemishes after 1945. Right, and it turned out that, that the, po the po him crashing the plane into the guy's house 
brought shined a spotlight on the whole thing, uh-huh. and then the guy ended up getting charged with corruption and uh, going to jail. I don't know if he actually went to jail, but he did get he get he did get like sentenced to prison. So I think it was on house arrest or something like that, which is weird because in America, when our politicians do corrupt things uh, involving porn stars, they run for mayor of D.C. Then they they <laughs> end up getting away with it scot free. Yeah, or become like a you know a dumb talk show host on Fox or some BS. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so give it up, man, Vince. One more time, I want you to thank this Japanese porn star, hero of the Morningwood edition. Uh, what was his name again? Mitsu Mitsuyasu Maeno. That's right. A true porn legend. Porn legend. So for every bad porn star, there's a hero like him. He died the way he lived, going down. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> All right, anything else for Morningwood? I mean, that was it for Morningwood. All right, well then, you know what that means. Next stop on the biscuits and gravy train today is... <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert is when we talk about all the TV news and movies and all that great stuff. I try to watch everything I can. Yes, Vincent Fodi, special journalist investigator, likes to sit down and with open eyes and open ears, watch all the American television And open pants. And open pants. Sometimes. Watch all the TV and relate it to us, okay? He's going to spoil some things for you, baby! Not everybody has time to watch... 12 hours of TV a day. But you too. That's where I come in, guys. Leave it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, all right. So, have you seen anything recently that you want to talk about? Yeah. uh, Much to your suggestion, I know you were watching it about seven months ago, but there's a uh, miniseries, 10-episode event, of which half of it's released. It's on Cartoon Network, and it's called Primal. Oh, right. I just heard that. You just told me that they released a new episode of Primal. Yeah, and they're going to release another one, the 7th, in October. So I'm really <sighs> excited about it. I, if, if you don't know, Primal is a, a show that's um, by the same guy that did Samurai Jack. Yes. And it's uh, it's completely... By the same parent studio that even does Rick and Morty. Although right. there's and no, not really much relation. It's completely nonverbal. It's all... It's all just the animation. There's, like, no dialogue. It's a sexy caveman. It's a caveman and his uh, dinosaur friend. Yep. They both have traumatic experiences. Spoiler alert: some children die. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a really brutal show because they they don't really pull any now, punches. It's very creationist. So if you're like a dumb dumb religious person, you think the cavemen and dinosaurs lived at the same time, and this will support that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool for you dumb dumbs out there. By the way, vote Trump. Just but saying. It's it's really cool because. They, they're able to do all the storytelling without using any dialogue whatsoever. Which is fantastic! And uh, it's just a really great show to get nice and baked. Mm-hmm. You know, twist up one of those wizard staffs. Set the oven to 420, Set baby. Set the oven to 420. Wake and bake, baby. Put on your tinfoil hat Ew. and uh, sit back and watch a little primal. It is... It's... It's quite the uh, quite the it's pretty violent. Also, it is extremely violent. <laughs> it's just it's pretty much a caveman running and yeah, killing I'm, stuff. I'm really excited to watch the new episode because I've been the the episode five came out. I want to say like six months ago or something like that. So I've been and waiting episode for episode six is out and episode seven will be in October. I've been waiting for it for quite some time. I believe it's also available on HBO Max, if I'm Ooh. not mistaken. Um, what else? I finished watching Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, don't say. It took, it's about 70 hours worth of programming. And, so that uh, was the sci-fi show from like the early O's? 
Yeah, it took me about a week to watch <laughs> all 70 hours <laughs> of Battlestar Galactica. Too. Edward James Olmos is in it. He's really good. And a stunt double. Uh, and so it's we in the show, Battlestar Galactica, humans and Cylons, Cylons come back to defeat the human race, and they look like humans now. So, so like androids. Yeah, it's uh, robots that we created, and then they rose up against us, and then they, they disappeared, and then they came back, and they looked like humans. So now anybody can be a Cylon, Chuck. So, spoiler alert. That's what I'm worried about, bro. I'm worried that the robots are going to take over. So, spoiler alert. It turns out that a lot of the main characters ended up being Cylons. You Whoa. don't find out till like, the last season. Like, Chief or... Cylons um, were us. The commander guy that lost his eye. He was a Cylon the whole time. And his wife was a Cylon. Oh, man. She was, she was the final five. The final five. Ooh. Oh, man. So, spoiler alert for Ooh. any of you Battlestar Galactica fans out there. They're all robots. Um, I've been doing this thing where I'm trying to watch a lot of the top-rated IMDb shows of all time. Okay. That and sounds movies. like a better use of your time, at least. Yeah. So instead of just watching a bunch of a bunch of random garbage, I've been <laughs> well. In it, let's say in <laughs> Looking addition. Looking at you, Hulu. Let's say in addition to watching a bunch of random garbage, <laughs> I've also been going through some of the top ten IMDb shows of all time. Oh, shows of all time. Yeah. Okay. And so, well, shows and movies. Uh, so I was I watched a couple things like Cosmos. Remember the Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh, dude, that was a really good show to get baked to. And also Blue Planet. Oh my lord! You got, both, of course, you got to get the the BBC version, right? Of course. Both okay. really great nature science documentaries. Really great to get baked and watch. All right, I am probably the most proudest American ever, but uh, Oprah Winfrey and Sigourney Weaver not as great as narrating these as oh as David, David Attenborough. Attenborough, dude. David Attenborough, dude. Come on, man. David Attenborough also never uh, was a fan of pedophiles. Like yep, Oprah never. Winfrey. <laughs> Never. What was that whole thing with Oprah and pedophiles? I don't know. Always. She just sucks. She, o- Oprah was like in support of Nambla or something like that. Well, I don't know. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> More on corrections next week. <laughs> We're going to have to correct that next week. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, I also downloaded that show Firefly. Did you ever see that? No, but I did lie about it once to try to get laid. Okay. Yeah, Firefly it's was- It's the Spaceship Eternity or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, it was only one season. Uh, it didn't get picked back up, but it had. it's one of those shows that has a huge cult following. So if you do meet a girl that <laughs> is into Firefly and you also know about Firefly- She's going to be super stoked. Until she finds out you're full of it. Um, what else? Fargo season four oh is Oh, my God. Out. Fargo season four release date, September 27th. So September the 8th, the, 27th. That the is correct. The 28th is going to be on Hulu. It'll be on Hulu, available to watch on the 28th. Uh, all three seasons of Fargo, if you haven't seen them, are all available on Hulu. Um, season one has Billy Bob Thornton. Billy and, Bob, bro. And, and Billy Bob does some narrating in the other Billy ones, Billy Bob too. Thornton is so good in that. And it's uh, Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son, mm-hmm. is in it. And uh, Martin, what's his name? The Hobbit. The Hobbit, Martin. Freeman. Martin Freeman, yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, man, yeah, dude. Uh, season four of Fargo is going to have Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman. Chris Rock playing a black guy and Jason Schwartzman playing an Italian. <laughs> Chris Rock's playing a black guy. That's true. That's true. Uh, it would be weird if they had somebody who wasn't black playing the black guy. I mean. <laughs> uh, also, oh, season two of The Boys 
got released. Oh, that's that Amazon show about uh, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, dude, about like superheroes that are kind of like terrible people. Superheroes that are kind of uh, not so great people. They make them seem like baseball players. The guy like, behind the scene, they're just playing grab ass and stuff. Right, the guy who plays uh, like the Aquaman type guy. He gets he gets kicked out of the like group because he was sexually harassing one of the uh, one of the new superheroes. Yeah, and so his whole career falls apart. Uh, Very Louis C. Cade himself, if you watch he it. He hashtag me tooed himself right out of the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Let's see. On HBO, there's a lot of good stuff to be watching right now on HBO. The Nexium documentary. Oh yeah, the cult that was trafficking people. Which just it just happens coincidentally that there was two people from Battlestar Galactica that were in the Nexium cult. Mm. So I'm like watching the Nexium <laughs> cult documentary, and I keep seeing all these characters from Battlestar Galactica. I'm like. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> 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 Am I watching Battlestar Galactica again? Is this like an outtake? Uh, Lovecraft Country was really good this week. It's starting to turn into like a, an action adventure show, kind of like that show Uncharted. Okay. Or the, the video game the video Uncharted. Game Uncharted. Yeah. yeah, where they're like they're like finding maps and hunting down statues and talking to demons and stuff. Except and it takes place in the Midwest in the 30s instead of like yeah you know, it's like the, i think it's like the the 40s or 50s something oh, like yeah? that yeah so they're it's uh they're dealing with racial issues of the time mm, spoiler alert but also going on these cool action adventures and stuff like that and dealing with magic and monsters and all kinds of cool stuff so if the you real have monster HBO, is racism racism is the real cthulhu uh also that new show raised by wolves have you seen any of that oh no i'm so excited about this though all right so ridley scott uh, as we know, Ridley Scott, the guy from Blade Runner, the guy from Alien. Gla- Gladiator, Alien, Aliens. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think he did The Abyss also. Oh, I like uh, The Abyss. Ridley, Ridley Scott, he's just Although, a, hold on. He's a great the, sci-fi director. In The Abyss, uh, Ed, whatever his name is, like they're like 4,000 feet below the surface. And he like swims from one area to the other, mm. Ed Harris. <laughs> He's just like, I got it. And I'm like, bro, I'm you're 4,000 feet. You're in, um, what's it called? That's, uh, the abyss. The, that's the, the pressure of uh, 50 jumbo jets being yep. applied to you. I learned that from watching Cosmos. Or going shopping with Christy when she's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Ridley Scott has a new sci-fi show that's on HBO. They just released the first three episodes, so you can watch the first three episodes. Three episodes, bro. It's about like uh, these... Humans and androids have a little bit of a falling out. Androids and humans. Spoiler alert, just like every other show, androids always rise up against us. And so there's like some atheists that are on the android side. There's some like religious people that hate the androids and want to get rid of them. Mm. But either way, religious people hating technology. They're trying to repopulate the human species. And so these two androids show up on an Earth like planet and they're trying to raise some human embryos that they oh. had in cryogenic stasis. Oh. And so it's all about uh, these these uh, androids trying to repopulate the human race hmm. and uh, the, the f- fun adventures they have along the way. Wasn't Rome started by two like wolves that raised two boys? Romulus and Remus. Romulus and Remus, bro. Were the, uh, the, the two founders of humanity who yeah. I think they were raised by wolves. Raised so by wolves, bro. I believe you're correct, Chuck. You know mm-hmm. your history. That is, uh, I believe, what they are referencing. Romulus and Remus, bro. Romulus and Remus. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, that was uh, in the Fertile Crescent, I believe, was where he, life started, right? I mean, life always starts in a Fertile Crescent. Oh, <laughs> zing. 
Uh, Netflix pregnancy, am I right? Netflix. Uh, if you have Netflix, check out the first two seasons of Cobra Kai are available right uh, now. Oh, dude, Cobra Kai! What a spin on the good old Karate Kid movies. Season three of Cobra Kai is coming out next year. Uh, Chef's Table is available on Netflix. Oh and man, Chef's Table is like pretty much food porn at this point, bro. I've been watching Hell on Wheels. Ooh, uh, I love the way they shoot people in Hell on Wheels. The guns aren't <laughs> that powerful. It's like pop, pop, pop. Yeah, I just finished the first season, and I gotta say, Hell on Wheels is pretty good. It's one also, of those. Also, Common, you're a real gem. Common, rapper, producer, Common is really good actor. in the show too. Um, it's cool because I. This is one of those shows that I had wanted. It, it's one of those shows. Did you ever have something in your Netflix queue for like two years? Yeah. And you're just like, I'm gonna get around to watching this eventually. Uh-huh. Well, COVID. That's not- for me. It's we need <laughs> to talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine. If it's. Not good for anything else. It's definitely good for getting to that stuff on your Netflix queue. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta hit your quarantine off. fourteen one way or the other, guys. And so that's what I've been doing. I finally got around to watching How Long Wheels, and I gotta say, I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I enjoyed the first season, so I'm looking forward to finishing that off. Hell on Wheels, the Western, and it, the scenes change all the time because they are building the Transcontinental Railroad. Right, and it's uh, it's the the white folk, the Irish folk, the black folk. <laughs> they're all working together, uh, so they and all being they racist do say against the each other. N word. They do say the N word in the show, and they also say uh, the B word to refer to Irish people because they call them bog trotters. Bog trotters. <laughs> You're a bunch of dirty bog trotters. Oh wow. Because <laughs> we all know that Irish people um, co- are are born in bogs. They they come yes. out, out of like a big slime bubble, and yep. that's <laughs> that's how Irish people are born. You know it. Um, if that's not correct, give us a call eight zero eight eight seven three thirty four thirty five. That number one more time Irish. is eight zero eight eight seven three thirty four thirty five. Or also call your local McDonald's and tell them that they did nine eleven. I'm yep. sure they'd love to hear about they that. They would love to hear that. Um, also, we remember how I was talking about Ridley Scott, and I mentioned Blade Runner? Of course. Well, do you remember when you and I saw the new Blade Runner movie? I do. I'll never forget it. I got a huge sandwich from Jersey Mike's. And we sat in Jersey Mike's and ate our cheesesteaks or whatever. <laughs> we sat in the movie theater. We sat in the it. movie theater eating our, our hot sandwiches, and they were quite delicious. Well, the guy who directed the new Blade Runner movie... His name's Dennis Villanueva. Oh, right. He also directed that movie Arrival mm-hmm. with Amy Adams. Yep. The little where squid the, ink where future the, people. Where the cephalopods uh, teach us about time. See, we're time. three-dimensional people that see fourth-dimensional cross-sections of ourselves. They're while four-dimensional While the futuristic people. cephalopods are fourth-dimensional people <laughs> who always see. F- so we, when they look at me, they see a snail trail of my mom's uterus going all the way to me to where I'm just ashes. Just like the, the time aliens in the hit Fox TV show Fringe. <laughs> That's a nice reference for all you Fringe Sweet. fans out there. Or or uh, like in Kurt Vonnegut, right? Correct. Right? Little Slaughterhouse-Five. Right. More right. like a Slaughterhouse-High-Five, am I right? right. All right. American for, literature. For you, li- for you listeners at home. Uh, Chuck and I just high fived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, spoiler um, alert about Slaughterhouse Five: the U.S. government, in their infinite wisdom, firebombed Dresden, killing a bunch of their own POWs, mostly damaging really beautiful historic buildings, and doing absolutely no damage to the German army because the U.S. <laughs> government's a bunch of dum dums. 
But at least they weren't brown and innocent, or bombing innocent brown people, which they normally do. Yeah. Yeah. At least they they weren't fighting an inanimate concept like terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, domino effect, Vincent Fodi. So anyway, why am I talking about Dennis Villanueva? Well, I'm glad you asked, His Chuck. name is Villanueva? Uh, it's because he is directing the new Dune movie, which is coming out. The trailer just released recently. So if you haven't seen the trailer for the new Dune movies, it looks really good. I want the Biscuits and Gravy audience to ask themselves one question right now. What is Dune? Y'all got worms. Y'all got worms. Y'all got worms. Uh, because I want to uh, ride the big worm, bro. I got a shy halud in my pants. I uh, rewatched Dune very recently, and I got to say, say the, the David Lynch version. Yeah, the David the Lynch 80s. version. Okay. Sting, so handsome. Right. Oh my lord. David did. Bowie is in that as well, I believe. Uh, is he? I don't know. I think he's. I think the David guy Bowie from Twin Peaks is in it. Um, they do ride a giant well, it's, it's worm. It's directed by the guy who directed Twin Peaks. Oh. Oh, that yeah. Makes sense. yeah, Lynch, Lynch, David Lynch. That's cool. Yeah, that's an offensive name. When are we gonna have to start changing that? <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get uh he's gonna get hashtagged. Ugh. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, well, new Dune movie. So, yeah, new Dune movie. I think they're actually gonna do a series of them. So it might spoiler be, alert. Might be they two drink three, their own pee. Might be two or three Dune movies. Um, but mm. check out the trailer for that if you haven't seen it. And also, I've got breaking news, Chuck. What? I don't know if you heard, but Amazon Prime just inked a deal to do a series about Joe Exotic the tiger the hot tiger king no way and who is going to be playing Joe Exotic the tiger king I don't even want to look this up you know it's got to be Nick Cage it's Nicholas no it's got to be Nick Cage it is Nick Cage without a doubt of course oh my uh, god so dude. I and uh, whether or not he's you, a busy bee whether or not you love Nick, Nick Cage, Cage or hate bee. him or you like Joe Exotic or you hate him we all know one thing Carol Baskin killed her husband and Nick Cage is going to be portraying Joe Exotic. Also, uh, coming up on a show that I'm not going to watch, uh, Carol Baskin's on this season's of Dancing with the Stars. Ugh. Yeah. I think she's the most famous person on it, too, which doesn't tell you much. Hmm. That's something I am definitely not, also not going to watch. I think we're in the same. They <laughs> filmed it the live, so an alternate version of it is Dancing with Stars. Dancing with the Stars, where everybody's <laughs> just wearing face masks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so I guess that's it for spoiler alert. You got anything else? Anything else that you've seen or watched or want to talk about? Uh, yes. Or any I, questions for me that I could field for I, you? <laughs> I uh, just finished watching season one of The Great Big Flower Fight. Um, what? Yeah. it's I, I work, and Christy gets to watch TV all day, and then when I come home, we watch British TV shows about flower arranging. So they each had to run and pick their own one and, and uh, decorate it. And it was a two-story high flower competition. You watched a, a show about competitive flower arrangement? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, this is what my life has been reduced to. It's, it's a long-term relationship. Well, man. you know what? Based on everything that you put Christy through, I'm sure she probably deserves to be able to watch whatever she wants. That is true. <laughs> I did spend an hour making fettuccine Alfredo last night, and I drank half a bottle of vodka. So oh, that, that equals good. it out, I guess. I drank a bunch of uh, Japanese whiskey with a friend of the show, Jake Coughlin. Oh, I love Jake Coughlin, and yeah. I love Japanese whiskey. I Yeah, those are two great things. Hmm. Anything else for spoiler alert? No, I think that's it. We have uh, one final correction. Guys, uh, go watch Primal. Jake Gyllenhaal will be at the Cannery Mall next Thursday. Oh, that's next Thursday. From 12 to 12. And uh, don't forget to come see us on Tuesday at Joe's. If you can't find it, just uh, 
send us an email or something. We'll tell you how. The Biscuits and Gravy. The Biscuits and Gravy. Power Up Comedy. Speaking of the Biscuits and Gravy at gmail.com, don't forget to email us your trivia questions for Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Email us all your trivia questions. We'll ask them to Chuck live on the air. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. Or visit our website, biscuitwars.com. Biscuitwars.gov. And we want to thank our listeners for tuning into 88.5, KAKU, the voice of Maui. The voice of gravy. We are Biscuits and Gravy, Chuck Sauce, Vincent Fodio in the Biscuit Bunker today. And I just want to give one more shout out to a special community-minded celebrity sponsor, Selma Hayek's Kayaks. Paddle from dusk till dawn. For when you need to cross a river. That's an oldie but a goodie. Today's show is also brought to us by Helen Hunt's Rifles. Her rifles are as good as it gets. And, of course, by Don Couch of South Maui Discount Couch House. Don Couch of South Maui Discount Couch House. The best discount couches in South Maui. Hey, Vince, you know what they say. Don't sleep on the couch. Don't sleep on the couch. And, of course, today's show wouldn't have been possible without help from Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Wings, the best way to cure a Hulk-sized appetite. This one's for you, Mark Ruffalo. You're a 9-11 truther. Oh, we love you, Mark Ruffalo. All right, you ready to get into my favorite part of the show, Chuck? I was born ready, bro. Chuck stuffed the knowledge buffalo. This is where I prove I'm the smartest buffalo in the room. That's where Chuck proves that he's the smartest buffalo in the room. So uh, we got some questions for if you. If all ready. quizzes are quizzical, what are tests? Um, all righty then. Mm-hmm. All right, our first question comes from Madeline in Kansas City, Missouri. Ooh, Madeline, one of my third favorite cookies. Madeline wants to know, who was the second president of the United States of America? Who was the second? We all know George Washington was the first. Uh, The second one is Paul Giamatti. (laughs) (laughs) No, John Adams, John Adams. I also would have accepted Paul Giamatti, yes. Paul Giamatti. It was John Adams who was played in the HBO miniseries by Paul Giamatti. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did. He had to defend the Redcoats that got shot at the Boston Massacre. Right, and also like half of his kids died. Yeah, yeah. All right, our second question comes from Dave in San Diego, California. Dave wants to know. San Diego. The Garden State is a nickname for what state? <laughs> what state is nicknamed Again, the Garden State? The only state? reason I know this answer is from <laughs> a, a movie. And of course, the Garden State uh, is New Jersey. New Jersey is correct. I don't think anyone in New Jersey has smelled what a garden smells like. Because <laughs> that state's dirty. It's <laughs> Hold on, I have a sound effect of, uh, of New Jersey right here. Hold on. <laughs> Okay. New Jersey yeah. is just nothing but paper processing The Garden State popula- popularized by the great Zach Braff. Yep. Remember that 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 movie, Garden State? Yeah. It, was it all just rained like, the whole time and he cried the whole time. That is the favorite movie by mid-2000s emo girls. Oh, uh, mid-2000s emo girls. They've just got pixie haircuts and Oh, my God, stud dude. Belts. Pixie haircuts, bro? They've all got, like, tight jeans and uh, coy tattoo sleeves. Oh, my God. We are describing very specific people. <laughs> this goes out to all those mid-2000s scene girls. Scene emo girls. We love you. <laughs> All right, you ready for the last question, Chuck? Sure thing, sweet thing. All right, as you know, our last question is always a sports question because sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. Last stop on the gravy train today is... Our third question comes from Phil in Makawao. Phil wants to know, the knuckle puck was a special slap shot which was used in what 1994 hockey movie? The knuckle... It's knuckle puck time, Chuck. It's knuckle puck time. What movie was that from? Um, I mean, the only... 
hockey movies <laughs> I know are like the propaganda one about us beating Russia. And that uh, was Miracle later. On Ice. Miracle on Ice. Right. Which yeah. is also when cops tase somebody There's also and they Mystery don't Alaska. die immediately. Mystery Alaska is funny, dude. It was also around that time, I think. But Mystery 1994. Like late 90s. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with D2, The Mighty Ducks. D2, The Mighty Ducks is absolutely correct, Chuck. And you know who said that? Who has the knuckle puck? Do you, do you know friend who? of the show, Keenan Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> who who would have thought that this uh, Hello Mr. Thompson sound effect would have come in so handy? <laughs> we had two or three things relating to the last name Thompson today. Uh, so, yes, it was D2 The Mighty Ducks, which is weird because the second movie is named the same as the first movie. Because D, because the first movie is called The Mighty Ducks, the second movie is also called D2 The Mighty Ducks. Well, Terminator and T2. Yeah, well, Terminator the first Terminator is called The Terminator, and then the second one is called T2 Judgment Day. Yeah. It's not called T2 The Terminator. But then Rambo First Blood, and then Rambo First Blood Part 2. Well, that makes sense, because it's the second first... It should be called Second Blood, right? Is that what you're be. saying? It should be called Second Blood. Well, Do you know anyway, what Rambo... That Rambo movie is about um, highly fictionalized. Did you ever Apparent, see Third Blood? Apparently, <laughs> the U.S. government trained a bunch of Afghanis in guerrilla warfare, and then left a bunch of military equipment, gorillas. and then cut them off. Mm. Who would have thought? Tale as old as time. Well, either way, you got three out of three, and you know what that means. That's the end of our show. It means that no one could stump the buffalo. No one could stump the buffalo this week. Ain't so stumping me, bro. You guys are going to have to try a little bit harder next week, guys. Mm, my presidential history. What a show we had. The greatest. Happy 9-11, Chuck. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. And don't... <laughs> Don't forget, McDonald's did 9-11, you guys. I also debunked that on our show last year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, pay attention to the government. Politicians are scumbags. You were here first, folks. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. We'll same gravy time. Week. Same biscuit place. And from me to you, hello! <laughs> <laughs> kisses. Little kisses. Little kisses.